Kings of Friends podcast. Well, you know well, what this is? Yes. Do you? Do you, though? It's a local scene show. It is a local scene show. What season is it? Season two. Yes, I thought you were going to say autumn, then. <laughs> season two. Season two. And it's episode four. Yes. You, I'm just checking my notes turn that page? Yeah. I'm just checking my notes. <laughs> Faint sound of paper moving in background <laughs> yeah. indicates yeah. No, the notebook. Is that, that's right. Was it a real notebook, though, or did I put that on afterwards, that page turn? We'll never know, because I'll never remember. Yeah, that's true. I'm saying this in situ after I've just done it. <laughs> I won't know until I hear it. You'll have to give yourself a code word now. Yes. So that you can remember. remember. I remember turning that page. <laughs> anyway, yes, it's a local scene show. Keep it local, keep it local. Just like a neighbourly cat. Keep it local, keep it local. But don't you dare touch me with that. Keep it local. Colchester, Colchester episode Lopes. two, yeah, season four, <laughs> shit, season two, two. Episode, episode four, Colchester, Colchester local, scene. local scene, and what we do is we kind of draw, we've got a map and we've drawn a line around it, and yeah. it's a weekly line, but it encapsulates the Colchester scene, so if you're from a certain distance away, you might be caught up in another scene. But it's yeah. all completely dictated by us. We've made the rules. Yeah. We're sticking to them. So if anyone says they're in our scene, then they need to apply. Season two, episode four, Colchester, Colchester local, scene. local scene. So, so basically, we've yes. been busy. We've been out and about. I went to see Wicked Ravens. Yes. A couple of weeks ago, over at Black Cactus Studios in Great Bromley. Welcome to Great Bromley. Black Cactus is that AJ's haunt? AJ's on, yeah. Yes. AJ of Three Wise Monkeys fame now. Yes. Um, and yes, I caught them outside. It was getting dark. And of course, um, another uh, player in the local music scene, Tristan. Yes. From uh, Coda. Yes. Who you went and spoke to as well. Yes, that's right. You're doing more than enough work. So, Peter has determined that I have a catchphrase, which <laughs> is... So... <laughs> Comma. Comma. <laughs> so, comma. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? So, you finally have got to talk to the Wicked Ravens. Now, it's been a while because we, we have in the past played with them. We've seen them play numerous times as well live. And we just felt this is one of these key culture bands, which we need to capture. Yep. And we need to talk to and find out what's been going on with them. And, um, well, I mean... Let's, let's just start with some basics, really. Like, who's in the band? At the moment in the band, we've got Fiona Harmon, who is an artist. Mm. Does all sorts of interesting art as well. But she's guitarist and lead vocals, acoustic guitar, and really the leader. She's the kind of heart and soul leader of the, uh, of the Ravens. And then you've got Ophelia. Lovely name, by the way. I love that name. Ophelia Mills on violin. Ophelia. <laughs> Ophelia. Uh, Tom Edwards on drums, fantastic drummer. Uh, Phil Payne on keyboards, and then Roberto Wonder on guitar, and Oz on bass. I have no surname for Oz. When I interviewed them, I only interviewed three of them. Uh, Fiona, Tom, and Roberto came out into the semi-darkness. Wicked Ravens are a psych, dirty marsh music band, basically, with a touch of Essex blues. Now that's how they sort of label themselves. I like to think of them as being sort of witchy old world blues. That's how I sort of think of them. I think of like the dark woods. And the kind of creepy... It's a bit eerie, (laughs) some of it. If you like bright, poppy, clean sounds, you're going to be disappointed. Because they don't deal with that at all. And Fiona, I mean, specifically Fiona, mentions that she hates that shit. (laughs) 
you know, that kind of uh, processed sort of sound. They've been going since 2016. So that's pretty good. That's six years run they've had. Yeah. And they were originally a four-piece, as far as I can work out, although I haven't quite learned how to get to the bottom of a Facebook page. Oh. My God, the scrolling you have oh, to do. I know. There I is know. a way of doing it, apparently, but uh, my God, my finger was, was blunt by the end of that. Yeah. Um, loads of support from the BBC over the last six years as well, and they've gigged a lot. Their original guitarist, Nick Munt, uh, unfortunately died in June 2019. And you can tell in the sort of sound in their first two albums and their recent EP, there is a definite change. And Mm -hmm. Fiona sort of points out in the interview about, you know, this being like a new phase in the band, which I think it is. It's a different sound, definitely. Yeah. Um, It's had a huge impact on the band. Uh, He was both their friend and bandmate. So let me run you through some of the albums. We've got 2016 in the woods, recorded unbelievably when you listen to it in uh, Fiona's front room. Now mm. I assume the quality of that album, actually the quality of both their albums, it doesn't sound like it was recorded in Fiona's front room. You know, I mean, they sound sensational, really. Uh, given fa- that, to be fair, I've never seen Fiona's front room. It could be made out like a recording studio. Yeah, imagine <laughs> when she said in my front room. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I live at Abbey Road. Have you heard of it? <laughs> Well, she said it's basically the, the, the coming together of that was a bunch of musicians with diverse tastes coming together from sort of Neil Young to John Coltrane, pretty much anything, just coming together to get this album uh, in the woods. The album really sets the tone, I think, for, for what they sound like. Um, original guitarist, obviously, and drummer on that one. And then two years down the line, and I mean, two years, you know, you know how it is. Two years in a band is sort of nothing, is it, in terms of recording? If you want to record an album every year, you'd spend all your time just recording. You wouldn't have time to play anything. So two years is pretty good for another album to be out. Even better. I mean, I think this is their best so far. In Search for New Land, we've already played one of their tracks, Labyrinth, which we played a few episodes ago. Again, recorded in Fiona's uh, front room on an eight-track recorder. Go forward four years now, and we've just had out Speaking in Tongues, and they had their EP release at Coda fairly recently. And um, Speaking in Tongues is a four-track EP, which was preceded by the Little England uh, single. It's a rockier sound. And I don't think really they've had that rocky feel since, well, Jazz Finger is a bit rocky. And that's on their second album, In Search for New Land. It's like folky blues, isn't it, basically? Sort yeah. of rock folk blues. This new one is more rocky than before. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, this is definitely rocky. But I think, you know, their kind of description of their dirty marsh music is great. I don't think any other band would have that. So, I had a good old chat with them. And so they answered me questions. Okay, I'm at Black Cactus Studios with... I've got Rob on guitar here. Hi. We're in the sort of twilight here, aren't we? Uh, Fiona on acoustic guitar and lead vocals. What's up? Hello. And I've got Tom here, the drummer. Hi, yeah. Hi. Right, some questions for you. Um, first of all, the, your band name. I just wonder how it came about. Is it, is it a reference to something? Or? It's not. I was just uh, trying to be dark and mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. And it was your... You came up with the name? Yeah, yeah you yeah, did. I came up with it. Oh, that's fantastic. Folk and Roots uh, magazine. Now, you've got a quote in there, which was uh, one of those lost bands of the 70s. You read that quote? Yeah, you must have. Yeah, you posted. Yeah, you yeah. posted it on your uh, yeah, on yeah. your thing. Um, do you consider yourself to be a lost band in any sense at all? We're all lost, aren't we, mate? Aren't we all but, lost? But as a band, um, <laughs> I think probably like a little bit. I mean, like you know, we're all us lot together. We've got so many influences between us mm. that you know, it's kind of it can be lost. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know, really. I mean, I th- yeah, where you want. yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go, really. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I mean, lost as in the fact that we're not commercial, mm. that we are a bit under the radar. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's about it, really. I mean, I don't know. I don't really like talking about blowing your own trumpet we're, we're a good solid band we do our thing but we're not commercial so right. you know we're never going to be multi-million mind you I don't know we might be who knows <laughs> um, so I was in a Britpop band in the 90s that yeah. band is now lost at the bottom Lock. of Camden Lock yeah. <laughs> tell yeah. us more that sounds intriguing uh, it's down there with the shopping trolleys and it's down there with menswear um, <laughs> it's not where you're from it's where you're at and we know where we're at and we're, we're right there yeah. uh, we're on blood fire man yeah. I think when they talked about Lost they, they said it as if you, you your album your last album yeah. was like a, a discovery almost like it had been rediscovered yeah yeah, yeah that, I, I totally got what they meant yeah. it's like under the radar a little bit of a you know that kind of like thing where there's only like you know 100, 100 uh, albums yeah. printed like yeah, yeah. and then that's it and if you've got one you're lucky if you ain't yeah. then it's tough shit the single Little England uh, is quite angry about the state of affairs I'll just quote something here uh, all your shady alibis secret parties Tory lies I think it was on there um, is this a theme across the EP generally it's not a theme across the entire EP but certainly a little bit more direct political anger is, is in the new music when it was it was a little more introspective the older music and uh, there's just a few things that that I think Fiona really wanted to get out of her system uh, and sometimes you've got to be direct most of the time we, we're not most of the time we're trying something a little bit uh, a little bit more oblique a little bit more interesting in terms of like how we handle our, the way we express ourselves but Fiona felt like she just had uh, something pretty pretty uh pretty well, we obvious did, really. to say, you know. we all did because we've gone through lockdown yeah. we've gone through flipping you know let's be realistic here people some people say oh you shouldn't mix music with politics but like that politics is everywhere in philosophy in art in music it's everywhere you can't not mix it you know you got to mix it up and chuck it out and you know it doesn't matter you know who you vote for well actually it does but it doesn't matter who you vote for you know everyone's entitled to their own opinions that's why we live in a democracy and uh, you know hopefully we will forever stay in a democracy however we've gone through lockdown we've gone through a government that for me are doing nothing for and my bandmates they're doing nothing for so you know it, it was a kind of a bit like little england you know a little england where people are like getting like bulldogs tattooed on their legs and right. shit like that really yeah. it's just not our thing and the title of the ep uh, speaking in tongues yeah. is that kind of uh, does that embrace this kind of idea of trying to get something out but in this kind of speaking in tongues doesn't usually make any sense does it no it doesn't actually and um, we came we because that's actually one of the first songs that robbie and i wrote and we all we wrote together because of course um, we don't know the title Yet, yeah, do we? we don't. We don't know this whole shit. But speaking yeah. in tongues is right. also a track off right. the EP, right. um, and we just we came up with that, you know, and it kind of does epitomise that sometimes people it's a load of bullshit isn't there everything can be bullshit so you know I don't know Understood. well Rob I'll turn to you on this one um, the production on Little England I mean the guitar's really heavy is that- it is heavy yeah <laughs> it is heavy um, and I'm trying to no it's fine for that I'm trying to get away from that heaviness 
to be fair because I, you know I just joined the band and I, I'd heard Fiona's voice and this is the f-ing reason sorry excuse me for swearing this is the reason why I'm I'm standing here now with her because her voice is amazing and I heard yeah. that and and I've come from a real heavy background musically into grunge helmet stuff like that you know and it's not all about as fast as you can play and it's heavy and and, and and it's making me a better guitar player um, yeah it's heavy yeah I, I admit that and I love playing a bit of heavy here I and think there, it works personally yeah. I think on the, on the, there's certain songs that need certain heaviness right. and they need that kind of soul you know there's soul when people when you talk about soul in music it's not necessarily like soul as in Aretha Franklin soul mm. it's soul inside you mm. that you put out and whether you're listening to Metallica James Brown flipping whatever people listen to there's soul in there you know and for me there's certain songs that really really complement a heavy guitar there's other songs that don't and we work we're you know we're writing we've got we're probably going to have about 12 13 14 tracks to put on the album which hopefully is coming out next year um and um we're picked the best the best tracks will go on there you know there's some kind of like little sad acoustic ones and there's some like rock and roll I think what it was it wasn't so much the heaviness it was more the shift between the production sound of the first two albums and the new single is significantly different you can really hear a difference there well I'm not their previous guitarist who I completely rate and I only ever saw him play once and I just thought you're amazing um, I'm I'm now playing in, f- in this band I will never replace Nick, who was absolutely amazing. Um, I listened to the stuff they did, uh, and, and I'm just trying to this, put my own thing to it. Yeah, you know. this is a new it's, this yeah, is a new phase for us. This is early This is a new phase for the band. As you know, Nick died, yeah, yeah. Um, and like Robbie says, we're not talking about filling anyone's boots here. This is about new things, yeah. new way that people play. New, I mean that that track was is part of a live ep so that was just recorded here live in the room so it does sound a little bit more grungy it does sound it's not being tracked off it's not being kind of like super cleaned it is kind of raw right and that's kind of what we wanted of course because it was right you know i mean if we did those five songs now four songs now they're going to sound slightly different every single time we play a tune we do have a jazz mentality about it it's never like black and white like that where every capturing the moment yeah it's always about at the moment yeah. really you know okay what do well, you look, think tom yeah go on tom <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i Tom's think, I think yeah well because i i joined i joined the band uh quite a while ago mm. and then of course we didn't play for a year and yeah, then yeah. rob joined the band and it does feel like a completely new phase for it and it, everything that started to come out when we started writing new music just felt for the first for the first few songs felt distinctly more rock and roll and i like that like i i like you know playing different types of music but i also really like to mix in the other the other stuff that we've got so at the moment we're we're crossing genres quite a lot which is really exciting and it's a nice way to pace your your live gigs as well mm. because we've got we've got some really really kind of really hot songs to finish with and we've got a new bass player and we yeah we have got a new bass player ah, the bass yeah. player yeah. it's all been resolved now yeah. he's, fucking, he's 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 really super cool he's a great bass player really solid knows his shit he actually is a multi-instrumentalist he plays 
like horn, he plays fucking drums, he plays keyboards, he plays bass guitar, he's got the lot. And he's a good bloke, we like him. Fantastic. He's staying. Can I just say, I think, Tom, you've got one of the best drummers in Colchester. I mean, having seen quite a what? few of the bands, <laughs> seriously, I think you're a really good drummer. I've always really admired oh, your drumming. I really appreciate that. My brother's better than me, but I really we appreciate that. that. Um, you have a light touch, that. that's what it is. There's not many drummers like that. I, I, I've always felt like I feel the music in a way that yeah. in in a way that I don't like I don't I don't know how other drummers feel the music mm. but I I always feel it and at my absolute best every bit of me is going into every stroke and that doesn't mean I'm hitting it hard nice. so it's so it's a uh, yeah it's a uh, it's, uh, it's a it's a huge compliment for you so thanks very much I'm slightly embarrassed <laughs> it's a light last question Ophelia's over there but she doesn't do interviews no she doesn't <laughs> no no She's sort of staring at the interview from a distance. <laughs> R- look, easy last question then. What sort of stuff are you listening to at the moment? What's on your turntable, as they used to say? What's on my turntable? Mm. Well, maybe you still have a turntable. I mean, I do have a yeah. turntable, but I'm not using it at the moment. What are you listening um, to nowadays? Uh, it, it, it varies because I've been just trying to catch up with hundreds of years of music that I, that I didn't know you know so I've oh. been I've been going well <laughs> I didn't go that far back yeah. but I have you know I've listened to tons of like I went right back and listened to all basically when they invented pop in the 50s all of that old stuff and and all of the country and, and all of the blues that came out of America um, and that's like that's what's kind of fed the my sensibilities when it comes to drumming for this band which is which is basically just the simplest possible thing and then i just put myself on top of it fantastic fiona what are you listening to uh, i'm listening to go at the moment fucking excellent in fact my man robbie here bought me uh bought me uh, the vinyl for that for you're gonna say bought me a goat no i mean he could have bought me a baby goat i like baby goats um i'm also listening to the um john pill sessions pj harvey demos on vinyl bloody gr- excellent fantastic oh, i listen to everything i listen to metallica i listen to like dolly parton i, I the only thing I don't listen to is you two, Coldplay, Ed Sheeran, and any I think any kind of like whiny girl vocal that's like <laughs> that sounds like fucking you know John Lewis ads. That's what I don't listen to. Okay, Rob, what about you? Last one. Uh, yeah, Goat for me. Uh, Fontaine's DC, The Mefs, uh, yeah, Bernard yeah. Cribbins, oh, yes. Elvis Presley, and the last one I'd say is Gary Newman. Yeah, guess us. And Bowie. Oh, yeah, Bowie, Bowie, Bowie. He's a given. Bowie. Yeah, yeah, Bowie, every time. Well, look, thank you very much, yeah. guys. Oh, and I, I, have, I just uh, want to say, um, Ecto Peach, I, I, I'm liking them, I'm digging yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, new yeah. single, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I like that band. They did a fantastic gig last Saturday. They did. Really uh, good. Yeah, no, I like her. She's good, and they're all good. And, and their guitarist lives in Wivenay, so I know him. Right, so thank you very much for giving up your time. I've taken slightly more than I thought I would. Oh, well. But, yeah, have a great rehearsal, guys. Cheers. Oh, I've got to give Phil a name check as well, because we've nicked him from Hobo Chain. Thanks, Blake Keys. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. 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 Bye. Bye. Let's have a listen to Wicked Ravens with Speaking in Tongues. Came along and now you will 
And took him behind a wall, apparently. I did. There's a, there's you a, hid. We hid. And we actually made a little pirate map. Yeah. So Treasure ten, Island. Ten paces backwards from the pole. From the side of the bottom of the ice straight. That's right. Take six, six sideward paces. Here be chair in the way. <laughs> That's exactly what we did. Yeah. I tried to get Tristan to do a pirate voice, but he, he wasn't really up for it. No. And I, I, I think that, you know, we, we should maybe return and try again. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think you'd know now. <laughs> so Coda M opened at the end of 2018. God, not that long ago there. I know. It seems like it was it'd been there a yeah. lot longer. Yeah. Of course, it's Tristan Nicholas and Ollie Ward. They've got a very strong ethic. They wanted to make sure that they pay bands. Yes. Um, that's, that's, that's really important for them. Yeah. Um, 
so I talked to him a little bit about that plans for the future about the Colchester music scene which we, we don't really need to go over again it's obviously awesome Oh, God, and forever uncovering new bits and pieces. Yeah. I suppose, in a way, this is what feeds Coda, though, as well, doesn't it? It feeds any of the venues. It's yeah. the new acts, yeah. which are constantly rising up, bubbling up to the surface. Well, if we're getting new um, generations of, uh, of musicians come Younger through. Younger people. It's, yeah, it's a great little uh, addition, I think, to the, the high street. It sits oh, nicely God, yeah, between, yeah. not geographically, yeah. but... Sits nicely between Three Ways Monkeys and <laughs> Queen Street Brewhouse, but it does sit geographically between those two places. Exactly geographically. Well, yes, not evenly though. <laughs> Imagine if we measured it. No, not evenly. Yes. It's yes. nearer to Three no, Ways so, Monkeys. So you, yeah. I reckon we want to hear from the man himself. I'm here with Tristan Nicholas. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Right. So you opened in 2018. The end of 2018. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was 27th of December. Right at the end, we were like, we've got to get that last Christmas train because we're skinned by that point. <laughs> so, when was the idea first born? When did it first pop into your head that this is what you wanted to do? Uh, it's a tricky one. Um, I did a music course at university, Lab Bus, and uh, I always knew that I wanted to do something in music. I had a degree, and I was like, well, maybe I should actually do something with this degree. So, yeah, me and Ollie met when we were working in a record label actually and then they hired someone from the X Factor um, and we were supposed to promote this guy from the X Factor I won't name that person and uh, <laughs> we were like okay this is not this is not what we want to do so uh, we both quit and uh, he initially wanted to do a coffee shop and I was just like nah that's kind of boring I don't really like coffee that much to be honest so I was like let's let's do a uh, Let's do a music venue, and he was like, I know nothing about music, and I was like, Well, I know nothing about serving beer. So, between us, him with his hospitality degree, and me with my music degree, we combined forces, and Coda was born. Uh, Sounds like a match made in heaven, yeah. I mean, <laughs> or hell, we even won. So, what's your earliest memory of music? Where does your love for music come from? <laughs> Um, my father, I believe. Uh, my mum was always a classical music person. I didn't really get into that till I was at least in my 20s. But my dad, he was obsessed with Led Zeppelin and Queen and Status Quo. Status Quo. Like um, this, this bar is named after the, the final album of Led Zeppelin, Coda. Uh, so it's a little homage to my father. And, uh, that kind of... Yeah, I grew up on classic rock and it's, it's never left me. So, so, yeah. so I saw before you started Coda, I saw that you had produced um, some people's singles, etc. Do you mm -hmm. still get around to doing that? Um, <laughs> I, I, I would like to. I would like to. I'm the busiest man in the world at the moment. Um, so I'll, I, I will do it if I really feel passionate enough that I want to produce somebody's work. Right. Um, I'll pick and choose. I used to be a mix engineer, so I would sit in the studio all day, day and night. I'd leave the studio and it would be light, and I'd be like, I got in when it was dark, this is weird. Uh, and I just kind of decided that having no windows in my life, and not being outside, or not seeing anybody was, was not what I wanted to do. So I thought, okay, instead of recording music, I think live music's the one for me. And yeah, I don't think I'd ever go back into the studio, to be honest. Oh, really? But I'd happily do my own stuff or work on somebody that I would love to do so yeah I mean we'll see one day I'm sure I'll go back to it with all this equipment is doing nothing so. <laughs> so what's the high point been so far for you uh, that's a hard one there's so many 
I think my favourite gig that's ever happened was the Frank Turner one. <laughs> I guess that we would had, be that one. We had two nights with Frank Turner, and uh, I grew up listening to him. Me and my friends idolised him. Yeah. So when he said he wanted to play, I was like, I don't believe you. <laughs> and then, Who is this? <laughs> uh, exactly. And then uh, we did a photo shoot with him. He came in and he wanted to do an album photo shoot because he moved to the area and he was like, my label want to do a photo shoot in a venue. And I was like, okay, cool. And when he came, I was so nervous. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. And he came, he was eating his five guys. And he was like, oh, I'm Frank. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And uh, from there, he was like, yeah, we'll play it, we'll play it. And I was like, no, you won't. I'm sure you won't, but please do. <laughs> and then I got the email from his label saying that they want to play. And I was like, okay, <laughs> absolutely. I <laughs> bet you didn't really believe it happened until he actually turned Yeah, out. exactly, yeah. <laughs> That was great. It sold out in about. I mean, we did two shows, sold out in less than two hours, I think, which is brilliant. So, apart from Frank Turner, yeah, <laughs> if you could have any artist or band play a code, <laughs> uh, Robert Plant. If you, really? If he's listening, please reply to my email. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the dream, I think. Really? Yeah. Uh, Andy Johnson met him not long ago, and I was oh, like, really? Andy, please, please tell him. <laughs> Please tell me to come for that. I wonder how long that would take to sell. I'm going to name my bar after you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the music scene, obviously, in Coventry is, is just incredible at the moment. You really yeah. get, I don't know whether I say you got here at the right time or you were part of the thing that made that happen, actually. I don't know. I think that there are these bands just ready and waiting for it. Um, I didn't think it would be as good as it was, to be honest. I didn't think there'd be that many bands. I thought we'd have the same four bands like, on repeat. But, but no, there's there's hundreds. It's brilliant. When we interviewed uh, Elephant Jane, we called it The Strip, because we yeah. loved the Three Wise Monkeys, you and Queen Street Brewhouse. What? It's nice to be in the middle of that. <laughs> yeah. And what makes you different from the other two venues? Uh, that's a tricky one. Um, there's similarities in both, and there's differences. Um, I guess Three Wise is ticketed venue. We are not. We love the free music. Anyone can come play. Um, we did that because we believe that there shouldn't be a barrier to music, and if people are going to take a chance on a band, they should just do it. Uh, well, I think people don't go and go. Okay, I've never heard of this band. I'm going to pay six, eight, ten pounds to go and see them. So I like the idea they can come in, they can check it out, and you know, I think the, the local bands make more fans because of that. And then they'll go and they'll see them at the ticket gigs. Uh, that's always been the idea. Similarities? Um, I don't know, I've always loved Queen Street Grouse, still do. And they've got a similar sort of thing with the free live music, uh, but they have much better beers. So. <laughs> but we got more space, I suppose, and the ability to put on bigger acts. So. Yeah, yeah we, we sort of see it as a progression. Sort of, uh, people sort of start off at the Queen Street Brewhouse, it's a nice place to sort of start, and as they get a bit better, they sort of walk up the street. And they walk yeah. up the street, <laughs> and then end like, up in the arts centre, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I can agree with that. How do we keep it going? Uh, oh, that's a tricky one. That's a really, really tricky one. Um, I think town in general needs to be kept alive. Um, you know, we see the death of the high street, and the only thing that sort of remains is the charity shops and the nightlife industry. Um, but we do, we do notice the nighttime economy when. You know, the economy gets rough, which it is. People don't have that expendable income to go and 
spend money out in a bar. We rely on people drinking. I, I hate the fact that that is what it is, but we do. We rely on people hurting their living. I saw this post on Facebook not long ago, and it was just about, could you imagine seeing Oasis or even the Beatles or anybody before they got famous? Can you imagine being that person? Go, I saw them when uh, they were a support band. You know? yeah, well, that'd yeah. be so cool. Um, yeah. And that will happen. There's bands that I know that are playing here that will do really well and they have done really well and, yeah. can go, and I can see that progression happening and they well, get signed like, to later. So were quite sort of new I guess when they played when you were first first here. Uh, yeah, I think maybe they were going about a year. I remember seeing the art centre the first time and I was like, yeah, these guys are cool. And then I saw Johnny Marrow in Booker's and I was like, yeah, we've got to get you guys to play. And then we did. And then they played, I don't know, 20 times here. <laughs> you coming back. If you keep the bands happy, then everyone else will be happy, really. Because yeah. they're the ones that, you know, bring the crowd. Yeah. And the crowd will come if the bands are happy. The bands will push and promote people to come to the venues. Yeah. So that's always been the ethos from day one, really. Yeah. I'd love to pay them more, but well, I know, <laughs> sadly I can't. <laughs> I'm the worst capitalist in the world. I'm terrible at it. I don't, even, I don't look at money, really. I probably should. People keep telling me, like, Tristan, uh, you've got to, got to care about the money more. That's why Ollie does the books, because I can't, I can't figure it out. <laughs> well, thanks ever so much for your time, Tristan. Yeah, you're more than welcome, thank you I'm sure we'll see you soon. <laughs> So what have we got uh, for the old roundup section today, then, Peter? Well, oh, I've been, I've been busy. Again. So, what have we got for the? <laughs> Let me do it again. So, what have we got for the roundup section of the show, Peter? Well, you know what? I've been on a, I've been away from home. Been away. I've been away. I oh, went. I've been away. Well, like the like the railway children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's gone away for a long time and you'll never see him again. So, but it turned out you weren't a spy and you came back. No, I wasn't. We actually went and had a nice meal in a, in a, a public uh, hostelry. <laughs> a public what? Hostelry. <laughs> Is you that were... what it's called? I don't know. It sounds like it's something nice. from a horror film. We had beer and some food. <laughs> well, let's start again because that sounded again. crazy. Did. Yeah. So. Yes. Comma. Um... The next episode, wow, it's going to be our wider scene show. Yes, and have we got some new jingles for you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> also some included in this podcast, hopefully. Yes, hopefully. <coughs> the last wider scene we did was actually about Berry when we interviewed uh, Gaffer Tape Sound in Tundra. Yeah. And this time, and that happens because we we're off at Latitude, it just happened to be. And just, just, just as a side note, actually, Tundra are going to be supporting... Um, Pet needs for a few gigs. Really? Yes, yeah, I saw yeah. that. You're yeah. right, actually. Yeah, yes. so that, that's good. Oh, it's an unusual connection between those, really. Is that? Yeah. Do they sort of know each other? Or yeah, apparently they do. Yeah, yeah. Johnny said that they, you know, really played together. You know, they've sort of kept in contact and sort yeah. of worked together. A few and times. of course, Tundra. We want to see what happens next year at Latitude as well, or the festival season next year with Tundra as well. Um, anyway, it's our wider scene. Yes. And so what we did, we've got this wider scene. It's like um, it's like a twister. Yep. Spinner, and it's got uh, you know Berry, uh, Chelmsford, Ipswich, um, Skegness, and then we just spin it, yep. and then you have to create the shape of Chelmsford. Right. And this time it was left hand Chelmsford. Left hand Chelmsford. So it's going to be a Chelmsford wider scene, and we're hoping that we are going to be able to bring you some bands. We've got Lemon Curd Kids. Yes. Hopefully. Yes. This is all hopefully. Yes. And then we've got Magic Seas. Going to try and get them. Duo. Um, and then uh, Paul Dupree. Oh, finally. Oh, finally. I can't wait to interview Paul. 
when he's, he's back from his travels. He's, he's, he's had us before, hasn't he, on his show? He has. And this is revenge. This is revenge. We're going to really take it out on him. Yeah, we are. We are going to ask him a lot of hard questions. Yeah. And, um, you know, sort of um, find out exactly what's going on there. And um, that is going to be our wider scene. Chelmsford, here we come. I tell you what, though. I reckon if we're asking Paul questions, I bet there's probably not one music question we could probably ask that, no. that man and not get an answer. Because it's your is... mastermind section, wouldn't it? Yeah, I know. Perhaps we should. <laughs> Do a little quiz. Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> Sit on the black chair. <laughs> Paul Dupree, you have one minute? <laughs> Two minutes? Yeah. On your chosen specialised subject. Radio stations in Chelmsford. Um, I was just going to say, something we <coughs> will also be doing in the next show mm. is... Introducing. Well, we might talk about who's playing at our next event, which is... Well, yeah, in December. In December. We've got some great people coming out for that. We've actually lined them up already, haven't we? We have got them lined up already well, for our got, December uh, event, which we'll tell you about next episode. We could mention it now. We could people do. Get, get people's juices flowing. Yeah, get the excitement. juices flowing. When we prick them with our hot metal spears, the juices will flow like a chicken in an oven. Or maybe we should save it for next episode. Let's, let's save it for next time. Let's save, but let, next time. let's save it for next time. But let's just make it clear that we will be running, making your juices flow like a chicken in a hot oven. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's let's maybe give them give them a little teaser so they can start thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys um, is playing guitar. <laughs> actually, actually, two of the guys are playing guitar. Yes. And these these a, are good clues. There's, there's two girls playing guitar. Yeah. And one so, of the girls might have some other people with her. Yeah, so that so just to repeat, that's everyone playing guitar and a few extra people. Yeah. There's your clues. There's your now clues. go and find them. <laughs> <laughs> Treasure hunt. Bring the me their heads. <laughs> bring me the head of Oh. <laughs> yeah, you bring, bring they bring the, the wrong head. We'll go, oh for fuck's sake. That's the wrong head. They're not well, they're not playing now, are they? <laughs> yeah. Litter of Kings made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> the t-shirt <laughs> yeah. picture of like hacking someone's yeah, blood head blood splattered yeah it's terrible no, no, don't, do that. It. Don't, don't do that don't do that don't. No, don't please do that. don't decapitate anyone on our behalf because <laughs> you thought we were joking <laughs> yeah we were joking well after it happened the first time we had to get people to sign a contract so <laughs> to say that they wouldn't decapitate people if they listened to the show no it's ridiculous that we have to go through these things but you know that we know what the audience are like <sighs> Health and safety these days. Honestly. Oh, jump through hoops. Yeah. Or maybe we should leave his head on. You know. But when they make you through, jump through hoops, they have to put a mattress on the other side. And yes. You don't hurt yourself. That's the thing about health and safety, isn't it? It's no fun anymore. No. You can't. I mean, there was a time at work where I would put a table, because uh, I had to reach something higher. I'd put a table, and I, I just mean like a little round table, <laughs> and, then, and then a chair on top of the, t- the table... But the chair, you know, just fitted onto the table. Then I would put on top of that chair a chair, and then I would climb up, and then someone would stand on my shoulders, and we still couldn't reach. Are you sure that was you and not someone out of Dr. Seuss book? Like maybe. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, it was Dr. Seuss. It wasn't me. Oh, okay. But still, health and safety. Health and safety. Or mad. worst of all, elven safety, where they <laughs> elven safety. That's a great name. Yeah. Elven safety. No, just the safety of elves. <laughs> Elven safety. Elven safety. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.
And do listen to some of our other podcasts because yeah, they are out there. We've talked some shit in this podcast. <laughs> let's let's face it. Let's get down to to bare facts. We've talked down some to real, brass tacks. We haven't done even done any silly voices yet in this podcast. You really want to listen to this one, right? I know where you lives because I've. <laughs> I know where you live because when you listen to it, I, I follow the signal and it goes to your house. Yeah, I've got your IP address. I'm finding it right now. Yeah, I've got your IP address and that's the same as an actual address. <laughs> Someone told me once. Yeah. I think it was Dave Down Pub. Yeah, we, we're in charge of the COVID tracking. <laughs> if, you've, if you've been inoculized and we know you, where you live, Inoculized. <laughs> Inoculated. Christ. Yeah, we know where you live. So just 5G masks as well while we're at it. <laughs> come around with a mask. Like a spear. <laughs> we've come like we've come round to put a 5G mast in your house so we can track you. Yeah, and yeah, know yeah, where yeah. you live. We know where you live. Plainly we know where you live. <laughs> we yeah. just put a 5G mast up in your garden. Okay, we'll say goodbye. Yeah. And remember no 5G masks in your yeah. garden. Or beheading. Or beheading. Thank you. I think we've all learned something very important today. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. I, that's we it. haven't got anything more to say. Do listen to this again, though, if you want to. Yeah. And lots of other podcasts we've made with beautiful bands on. You might want to hear them. Yeah. Do you know what? Sometimes I can be a bit OCD. So when I leave the house, what I have to do is I have to mm. like lock the door. And t- when I check it, say, like... Nine o'clock on, on the date, whatever it is. Really? Yeah. God. But then I think, oh, was that the first time I checked it I said that? Or the second time I checked it? But you live in the sticks. Well, I know. I mean, I grew up in the countryside and I I still now just leave the back door open and things like that because I never, you we probably never had to lock say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And here's my address. <laughs> I'm out between the hours of 10 and 6. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I just do that because I, I assume no one would come in my house, you know, or steal yeah. anything, but they will. They will. <laughs> they will if you advertise it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, anyway, this may or may not. Anyway, I'll oh, show Literary kings and friends talking bullshit again.